0: An exasperated blue had asked Persephone, what were you looking at? Everything, Persephone answered, and letting it look at us. From the 300 Foxway Holiday Story.
1: Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Navita. And we're we're the the Raven Raven
0: Girls. Girls. Welcome to our Raven Cycle podcast. Where we talk about the weird and mysterious holiday happenings of our favorite Henrietta residents.
1: (laughs) This is a very special holiday episode. I'm so excited. So um, excited, you guys. So excited. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about the short stories released by Maggie and Scholastic. And we will also
0: be taking a deep dive basically on all of the holiday traditions mentioned. So in- many. <laughs> you guys. So many, you guys. If you have listened to one of our special episodes before, you will know it is more relaxed and informal. And generally, we will just be having more of a conversation than our typical episode, podcast analysis. analysis But there will still be some analysis and some spoilers and stuff in here. So disclaimers.
1: This is an analysis podcast. We'll be discussing the Raven Cycle as a cycle, though not so much this time, but still, mm. you might want to read the stories right. before listening. Yeah, and we did
0: post links to the story, so hopefully you have seen that.
1: Yeah, pronunciations and stuff. Don't, yeah, we don't care. Yeah.
0: All right, and a disclaimer from me, I probably won't cuss a whole lot, but I might. And yeah, that's about it. All right, moving on. I will drink, (laughs) etc. Yay. There's no specific drinking game in this one, but I will probably be drinking.
1: All right. You're having russell. Well no, you I wish I was. (laughs) All right, let's get on with the episode. Okay,
0: well, so just a little overview on the 300 Foxway story. It's basically just a vignette. They're not even really short stories so much as Mm -hmm. they are vignettes of crystallized moments in time. Right. But it's just a short story about the holiday happenings at 300 Foxway. And it's very simple. It's from Blue's POV. And it talks about some of the rituals and things that the ladies at 300 Foxway do during the holiday season. The very first sentence, which I really, really liked, and I think Shannon really liked as well, was, mm-hmm. December at 300 Fox Way was a battleground of seasonal celebration.
1: Yes, I like <laughs> this. I I love how it makes very clear that there are so many different people in this house. And they all have, yeah, disparate right. celebrations and mm-hmm, rituals mm-hmm. and it's backgrounds. A, they're warring
0: with each other. <laughs> right. And there are a couple of things in the first paragraph, particularly there's a mention of a black, red and green flag, which I will go into that Mm -hmm. I feel is probably representative of Kwanzaa. And a couple of other things was that it is noted that the drippy candles are grouped in threes and sevens which I thought was kind of interesting because uh-huh. we've had that come up before. Yeah, threes
1: and sevens come up quite a bit. Right. And you had a few notes about the first paragraph. Yeah, just the riot of traditional cheer. The citizens of Henrietta had to satisfy themselves with a riot of traditional cheer. Again, came that in. battleground
0: uh-huh. riot.
1: And that just kind of reminds me of the busyness of the way my family was during the holidays growing up. The angels with glowing skirts mm-hmm. that lined the front hallway. Right. my paternal grandmother my momma, she loved angels right she had so many angel statues right. like that's what we always got, got her for christmas was a new angel right so i right. was just like oh yeah that's did any <laughs> of them have fiber optic wings because my mom
0: is like super into the fucking fiber optic like <laughs> I, bullshit weight like I'm light up i'm sure she had a color changing <laughs> yeah Okay. but they were mainly just like like the, the most greens. okay because mm-hmm. my mom is super into the most gaudy <laughs> god awful light up <laughs> shit
1: in the world my gran is... was more into stuff like that than my mom, okay. but yeah yeah <laughs> and the scent of salted ham mm-hmm. i'm like yeah we always had ham for christmas and easter turkey we was did. thanksgiving but we ham did. was christmas and
0: easter mm-hmm. It also talks about blood pudding, which is uh-huh. British. But yeah, I was I, did... gonna, I was going to ask, like, where this right. tradition is that. But I did find a mention. We'll get into it a little bit later of blood sausages being Estonian. So maybe uh, it was just something. It's much the same thing, right? And the mountains- yeah, I guess their blood puddings are
1: sausage.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't actually research it's, blood pudding.
1: In the mountains of okra, I'm betting that's a very southern. Yeah, that's a very southern. Usually, more specifically, black southern.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so, so possibly Kala. Kala. Yeah, Kala
0: does come from more southern areas. Mm-hmm. So. Also, there's mention of hay, armfuls of hay shored up a small Christmas tree, and there were never gifts underneath the tree because the hay took up that space. And we'll go through what the hay might be representing. Right. And on the night of the 20th, Mora crouched to pour a half gallon of milk into a smooth bowl formed of the exposed roots of the beech tree. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part of the 300 Foxway story is that they do almost a vigil on the solstice, the 21st, the longest night of right. the year. And Blue has always thought that it was this revelry. Something magical. Right. Well, it is well, possibly yeah. magical, but some sort of like revelry. Some yeah. like they're having I a would, party together.
1: I was thinking more like Christmas magical rather oh. than like... <laughs>
0: (laughs) Oh, I see. And Blue begged and begged to be able to sit with them and basically ended up finding out that it was eight hours of sitting in the dark looking at the stars. And
1: And she's just like, no, thank you. Yeah,
0: no. Mm what I really liked about this, well, first off, I had a question. It says eight hours of perfect chilly silence, and I was like, well, Solstice Night lasts a lot longer than that. A lot longer than eight hours, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And then there were a couple of other things, like they left the food on the table, Mm -hmm. which is another tradition that we'll cover, but when she asks Persephone, as we did the quote at the beginning, what they were doing, basically they're just communing with
1: Mm -hmm. with
0: the universe. And I really liked Persephone's answer of everything they were looking at everything and letting it look at us and actually that is something that persephone says to adam in the prologue of blue lily lily blue adam asks on page four who am i learning to communicate with she was pleased that he immediately grasped the concept she replied everything (laughs) yeah that's a pretty neat connection yeah Yeah. connection there And then after that, Blue is saying everything wasn't something she was ever going to see. And I'm like, Blue, don't. I mean, stop sulking, please. Like, just just stop, obviously. And there's also a little... So now she spends the night of the 21st in her room clipping exotic destinations. The glow of the stars were hidden by the string of chili pepper lights. What do you want for Christmas, Blue? Something more.
1: (laughs) She finally gets it later. She
0: gets it later. (laughs) And you were going to say?
1: Yeah. I love the fact that the little bit at the end, usually she got gloves. Moira nearly always gave everyone gloves for Christmas. That was all right, Blue supposed. It wasn't the entire world, but it was something. She could always use another set of gloves. Right. And I'm just like, practical blue. And I like it
0: because she mentions her gloves in the churchyard.
1: Uh Uh-huh, she does, because she's (laughs) picking up them. The gloves.
0: Uh Well, she wore the gloves she made herself, not the gloves that her mother gave her. All right. So it's very short. It's only, I don't know, a couple hundred words worth of story. So we do have a couple questions discussion-wise. Does this story add anything to your understanding of the world behind the Raven Cycle? Did
1: anything pop out at you? Mm, I don't know about the world specifically. Mm-hmm. It's just tastes of traditions that exist in this world, not specific mm-hmm. to the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Any particular detail that caught your eye that may have answered a character question? Again, not specifically a question, but mm-hmm. I always love little glimpses into the domesticity and just like the normal day-to-day life of Foxway. Mm -hmm. The blending that goes on in that household just fascinates me. Right. I do like the fact that they do
0: keep distinct traditions. Absolutely. And that it seems like, yes, well, there's a hundred of them because there's a hundred different people. Everybody's very respectful of everybody else's traditions. Right. And I like that part. Mm -hmm. So there are a few traditions that are Noted in the short story that I wanted to do a little bit of extra research on. We'll go ahead and post one link to an article just of general solstice traditions, Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of a nice little overview. But I found quite a bit of Nordic or Baltic traditions interwoven in the story. I did look at Estonian traditions, particularly. They insist on having the food left out on the table overnight in the short story. And I found that food was to remain on the table in Estonia as part of the cult of the ancestors. And I also found that in Finland, which would be in the same kind of general area, people believe that the spirits of the dead were present among the living on Christmas Eve. So food was left out overnight on the tables and the residents slept on straw so that the spirits had things to eat and places to sleep. So the spirits would then eat what was left and sleep in the beds. There were lots and lots of different places that brought in straw. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I found it in Estonia, in Poland. Hay was placed in the corners of the room to symbolize the manger that Jesus was born in. And they also leave an empty place set at the table for unexpected Mm -hmm. guests, not necessarily spirits, but just anyone who might show up. And there was a divination game or several types of divination throughout all of these regional traditions that i found but one in particular with the polish tradition as a game children would remove pieces of straw from under the table green would mean a year of wealth or possibly a marriage while a black piece of hay would mean bad luck much like a piece of coal in modern christmas lore but there were a couple of other things like long pieces of hay meant good luck And then just kind of as an editor's note, as a kind of amateur folklorist, I guess, (laughs) I wonder how much of the bringing of hay into the house was actually for insulation originally. Probably a lot of it. Yeah, and for people to actually be able to come and visit and having straw pallets on the floor for Mm -hmm. them. And then it became a folkloric tradition based off the practicality of Mm -hmm. having extra insulation in the house. Because
1: this was northern, northern Correct,
0: correct, correct, yeah. And so,
1: yeah, it was the coldest part of the year. Right, and several places
0: did say that this tradition very probably predated Christianity. Right. So those were the Baltic traditions that I found, or Nordic traditions, and then there's the mention of the red, black, and green flag,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and those are the colors of Kwanzaa, which was right. a holiday that was, I think, kind of invented in the 70s mm-hmm. as sort of a mingling and a bringing together of the African American communities, giving right. them something to celebrate that was distinctly of their cultural background. Mm-hmm. And so the colors of Kwanzaa are black, red, and green. Black for the people, red for their struggle, and green for the future and hope that comes from their struggle. Mm. And there are seven different symbols of Kwanzaa, which I don't have here, and then a couple of secondary symbols and one of the secondary symbols is a flag.
1: Okay, that's interesting.
0: And then one of the things that Mora is talked about doing is pouring milk onto the roots of the beech tree, uh-huh. which could go anywhere. One of the things that I found with that was Sylvanus, which is a god of fields And trees, Mm. and sometimes was depicted as a half tree. An inscription describes him as half enclosed in a tree,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which made me think of Artemis. Right. And then milk is a traditional offering to gods and goddesses, a libation. And it is said that for Sylvanus, at harvest time, an offering of milk was poured over the roots of his sacred tree. Right. There are a couple of other things that it could be. Just simply, it's considered a nurturing liquid and Mm -hmm. represents the motherhood and the divine feminine. Right. And then milk is also a pretty traditional offering to the Fae.
1: Right. And it all fits with the idea that uh, you're getting ready for... A new year. Yeah.
0: Yeah, You're asking for blessings of... For the the next harvest. The next harvest. Yeah. Yeah. Fertility is also one of those Mm -hmm. things that's in on that. So the next story was published on 12-23 of 2015, and it is a short story focused on Gansey at Monmouth, and the gist of it basically is he looks outside of the window and there are some carolers that are dressed very oddly, Mm -hmm. and he realizes that he has been seeing these carolers for the last seven Seven years years. in seven different countries, Mm -hmm. and he obviously feels this kind of frisian, of magic. Right. And when he asks them what the song was that they were singing, they say The Raven King. And before he can go and talk to them about it, Ronan shows up and basically and, scares yeah. them off.
1: Yeah, it basically starts out with him seeing the carolers or hearing them and being like, there shouldn't have been carolers, but there totally yeah. were. There
0: shouldn't have been carolers, but there were.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> Talking about how Henrietta is the sort of place where you get traditional carolers, where they're singing Jingle Bells or Come All You Faithful or dressed in red and green. Right. But these folks are totally not that at
0: all. Right, right. Yes, I like the one didn't have to sign up for any holiday performances. Henrietta was the holiday performance. Yeah, it's one was volunteered to participate by virtue of breathing.
1: That isn't small town Christmas time. I don't know what is. It very much is. But it was more that he
0: didn't expect them to be there because Monmouth doesn't necessarily look like it's occupied. Right. It
1: doesn't look like it's occupied and it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Right. They wore strange
0: elaborate headpieces that increased their height by several feet. Here an odd pyramid made of straw. Here a twisted burlap mask with fibrous antlers. Here feathers fixed around a yellowing deer skull. And it was funny because I wrote in the margin Christmas mummers and then I <laughs> kept yeah. reading and I was like uh-huh. oh I forgot that he actually yeah. calls them mummers, out as being mummers. mummers are Christmas time things. Right right. Bells tied around their legs, a fiddle and skin drum. Of course we'll post lots of yeah. links as always but I'll post some photos too because mummers are really interesting uh, looking. And
1: I have a video that I want to post of something that this reminded me of as well. Okay sounds mm-hmm. good.
0: There was a little note that one of the windows was cracked when he opens it and he thinks to himself he had time to fix it, Uh which is both true and not true. Yeah. But he doesn't know that yet because they haven't gotten there. And then he smells the cheap burger place a few blocks away, which... (laughs) The burger place? Well... (laughs) First off, the only times burgers are mentioned in the books is when it's referencing like Noah's and Gansey's death
1: so yeah and, and then... well, again the type of caroling that this is mm-hmm. is all about chasing away death
0: mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. about like right you know, the darkness of right yeah we have more of that yeah, later the, but yes exactly he smells the cheap burger place and then the wind gusted and brought the smell of wood smoke and dead oak leaves and wet moss this was the smell of the mountains that had drawn him here.
1: And it's also the
0: smell of cave's water. It
1: it is absolutely the smell of late fall and early winter in the mountains. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Forest fire season is summertime out Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. It's fall in... Mm. Yeah, because everything, like, fall is dry. So you have, like, the leftovers from that, and people start Mm -hmm. their wood stoves and everything. Which is what I was thinking Mm -hmm. it was, probably. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm interested that he's been seeing these folks or folks like them for the past 7 years Mm -hmm. He had half a thought that they weren't real. Right. And like, I would have more than half a thought that they weren't real. (laughs) Right. If I'd been seeing the same thing across like like, three continents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it mentions (laughs) England, Germany,
0: South America Uh and D.C. last year. Right. And he's got to be 16 or barely 17 here because we don't know when Mm Gansy's birthday is. If he has a late November, early December birthday, then he would be 17 during the short story. But otherwise, if it's the last seven years, he has to be 17 here because otherwise this would have started before he died.
1: Right. So that wouldn't make
0: sense. That doesn't make sense to me. But the Gansies adored anything that could loosely be titled as regional flavor. It was hard to say what region these carolers came from, not Not here. here.
1: (laughs) Because, yeah, this is reflecting a really, really old set of traditions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I did find some other areas that have mummers, uh-huh. like not just Celtic, right. Irish, but South America, uh, probably not, at least not that I found. So, mm-hmm. And then Noah, <laughs> Noah just pops into existence, but this As is pre-knowing always. who Noah is. And, mm-hmm. oh, said Noah, standing beside Gansey, Gansey jumped. Jesus, I didn't know you had come back. I I was was always always here, here, Noah uh said.
1: (laughs) And then I like how they both stand there and listen and watch Mm -hmm. the the mummers do their performance. And it's There was an
0: uncomfortable hybrid of a drinking song and a funeral march, which which I've done those at Ren Fair. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's exactly
1: that kind of thing. Yeah, that sort of drinking dirge. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And Noah asks, what do you think they want? And my thought is you give them... Drinks right. The right yes. like, they get they get paid and,
0: <laughs> and he, it was a peculiar question Gansy thought but he does think maybe they want money maybe you're supposed to tip carolers <laughs> and then he says what was the real name for what they were he had seen them in wales something mm-hmm. mumbly mumblers mummers he called down to them what's the name of that song Mm-hmm. And I do really, really like this line The singing did not pause, but the deer skull wheeled up to look at them in the window Feathers fluttering blue and black around the bone
1: Yes, it's and so good. I'm going to get into a little about what this specifically reminded me yeah. of In just a little bit, it's really interesting Yeah, creepy, said Noah, it, uh-huh. which is Noah's favorite word
0: Uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> And then they say the Raven King and Gansey gets really excited. Mm -hmm. And And he's like, I'm going to go talk
1: to them. Yeah,
0: I'm going to go talk to them. And then Ronan shows up Mm -hmm. and he's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) He's a total jerk. He chases them away. (laughs) Yes. I liked the carolers music trip to a stop as the car scuffed to a stop. Mm -hmm. And the BMW had been ridden hard and put up wet. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's some very very sad thoughts from Ganzi about Ronan. Right. Ganzi could still see the puckered brown scars up and down his forearms. So this mm-hmm. is just a couple of like, months Ugh. About two months Yeah, after. it would have been just
1: a few months. Yeah.
0: And then he needed to do something about Ronan Lynch before Ronan did something about Ronan Lynch. Mm-hmm. Christmas was a dangerous time to be a broken thing. The weight of tradition and history could too easily sink a lethargic swimmer.
1: And there are so many people who. That have to deal with yes. that. It's, that that's... it's a rough time of year it for a lot of people. It can be.
0: It really can be. Ronan, of course, snarls at the carolers and mm. says terrible things to them and <laughs> take a walk, you freak sacks. <laughs> Ronan. <laughs> I'm a little curious. They are obviously playing Celtic musical instruments. Uh-huh. That why Ronan wouldn't recognize this or maybe he's mm. never actually seen this right. in particular, but that he wouldn't at least recognize the music. I would feel or that that's maybe something he that he does would... and he doesn't want exactly. Do with it that's what i was because, also going to lead mm-hmm. to is that maybe he does recognize it but he doesn't actually want mm-hmm, to be reminded of what right. he's just lost
1: exactly i have a little note by that line it's like, why does he chase him away but that would make
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: that would make more sense now mm-hmm. that i think about it as to why he would be like be no, so angry uh, about
0: it and so bristly yeah. about it mm-hmm and then Ganzi pulls out his phone to snag a photograph so he could show Adam later. Coincidence, Adam would say, <laughs> knowing full well that Ganzi wouldn't believe in coincidences. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I like the whole Noah says they freak him out. Right. And then Ganzi's like I like them. Well I, yeah I liked being freaked, freaked out. out. I, uh-huh. I noticed
0: something earlier too where he talks about a pleasant crawl of sensation on his skin and I'm like isn't that usually for Ganzi not a good sensation for him yeah. to have that crawling sensation? Mm-hmm. He liked that sense that magic was coming for him instead of the other way around.
1: Right. In the whole like they freak me out bit right next to it I have (laughs)
0: noah noah Uh, yeah i have noah the coward
1: uh (laughs) uh-huh and then the whole like i like them i'm like of course he dies Mm -hmm. like of course yeah
0: yeah is of course going to be drawn to this and then they go out to find a king
1: Mm -hmm. i'm wondering like are they going chasing after the carolers or are they just going to What is Gansey thinking specifically here? Strike while the iron's hot?
0: Mm, Yeah. Maybe if magic's in the air and he's seeing these things that have referenced the Raven King, that a clue will manifest itself. mm,
1: Yeah. That's what I thought. Whether whether he thought they were the clue or whether he thought that them being there. It's meant just that a clue
0: ind- was around indicative of the fact that magic right. is happening that was my assumption mm-hmm. but it could go either way we don't know because that's the end of the short story <laughs> it's over no more no more short story
1: oh
0: <laughs> so again does this story really add anything to your understanding of kind of the world behind the raven
1: cycle I like the connection with these old Welsh traditions. Because mm-hmm. there are specifically, there's a tradition called the Mary Lloyd. Right. That I feel this really, really reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like the fact that it shows
0: that this has been chasing Gansey. Yes. The whole time that he has exactly. been chasing it, it's it been has chasing. been chasing Gansey as uh-huh. well. Because and they show just, up on every single yes, continent. Yeah. It's just that he is now recognizing it uh-huh. as being something that is chasing him right now he's in that place where he can actually pursue it Mm -hmm. i really like that and then any particular detail catch your eye that may have answered a character question
1: Hmm. again not specific questions But get a little more deeply into some things. Mm -hmm. Like, again, you see a little bit more of Ronan's pain. Right. Yeah, Ronan was the
0: one that I had as well. Because the fact that Gansey can see his scars means he doesn't have his leather straps yet. Mm-hmm. So he got his leather strap sometime between this short story and the beginning of The Raven Boys. Right. And I had always assumed that they probably were there to cover his scars. Mm-hmm. But, but now that this, kind of knows for sure. It kind of, yeah, kind it's of kind of a, a sure. confirmation, confirmation of that. Any other observations about this particular short story before we get into kind of the deep divey the deep type dive-y stuff?
1: stuff. Not really. I think we kind of talked about most of it as we went along. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything else? Nope. All right. The first thing I wanted to talk about was the history of wassailing.
0: Mm-hmm. Here we go. Oh, wassailing
1: Sailing along the leaves so green. Yeah. Yes, precisely. Yes. And uh, we wish you a merry Christmas. Uh-huh. Like they're
0: jolly good. King Wenceslas. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like all those songs. Lots um, of
0: singing, you guys. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. It's basically... A lot of them are in rounds. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... They're simple. hmm mm-hmm. It was a type of caroling. It's the precursor to modern-day caroling. Mm-hmm. And it was just a way to celebrate the fact that the light was about to start returning, and it was supposed to bring good luck for the coming year. Just like caroling today, folks would go door-to-door, door, mm-hmm. and then you would sing, and and the people inside would offer you food and drink, right? Wassel, which right. is mulled wine, right? Or super, super good. <laughs> oh, yeah, one of my favorite traditions. Uh huh. <laughs>
0: I love making mulled wine.
1: And if you gave food and drink to them, that would bring your household good, good luck. luck for the coming yeah. year. And mm-hmm. some older traditions, they would also go to the orchards, the apple trees, mm-hmm. and just like the milk that you right. were talking about earlier, give offerings like a
0: fertility to ensure Ask a bountiful for...
1: harvest for mm-hmm. the next year. Because mm-hmm. the apples from this. Year have just been taken right, down.
0: Right, which is why cider has been pressed and is right. being mauled. Yeah.
1: wasling uh-huh. mm-hmm. songs are some of my favorite Christmas carols. Right. Like we just mentioned, Wish You Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know a bunch more, but we can talk about Christmas carols a little later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the last thing I wanted to say about wassailing is the best quote that I know about what wassailing and caroling actually meant. Right. Was the, the was,
0: origins of it?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. was from the Terry Pratchett book Hogfather, mm-hmm. and it says, "People have always had the urge to sing and clang things at the dark stub of the year when all sorts of psychic nastiness has taken advantage of the long gray days and deep shadows to lurk and breed." Lately, people had taken to singing harmoniously, which rather lost the effect. Those who really understood just clanged something and shouted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just. Well, and so that's the mm-hmm. whole point
0: of ringing of church bells, too. Yeah, exactly. It chased away the spirits.
1: Mm-hmm. So, the next little bit that I saw in this that I wanted to talk about is a Welsh tradition mm-hmm. that is really interesting. It's called the Mary Lloyd, mm-hmm. which means the Grey Mare. Right. And it's a Welsh caroling, wassailing tradition. People dress up in odd costumes right. and carry around a decorated horse head, which made me think when I saw the deer head in this, and mm-hmm. made me think of that. And there's basically a rap battle right. or, or a... They riddle. Yeah, yeah. A riddle or a rap battle between the people dressed as the Grey Mare trying to get into the house. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, like, after a lot of back and forth, the group is allowed inside where they get the traditional refreshments and stuff. And, right. you know, they still act up and. Right. Yeah, it's.
0: it's mm-hmm. I mentioned a little bit later. I think I mentioned it in the notes about Misrule. It's sort of that feel uh-huh. of the Lord of Misrule. Yeah. Or that like Twelfth Night. Right.
1: Which is another time that get a lot of people that. went careless. Yeah. Yeah. So in Welsh mythology, gray and white colored animals are associated with the spirit world. So the Mary Lloyd is a representation of the specter of death that haunts, you know, Mm -hmm. wintertime. And by placating it, the villagers will symbolically vanquish death and ensure safety as the light comes back. Right. And then there's a traditional call and response that happens when they come door to door and ask permission to come inside. Mm -hmm. It has a specific name, but I was not able to find a pronunciation, (laughs) and it's Welsh, so I'm not even going to try. My friend is the
0: one that I want to get on for Glendower. He speaks Welsh.
1: Oh, wow, that's so cool. (laughs) So maybe I'll ask him tonight. (laughs) Okay, yeah, the opening call basically translates to something along of like well here we come innocent friends to ask leave to ask leave to ask leave to sing a common opening to the i can i'm not even gonna try yeah, it okay. <laughs> it'll yeah. be in the show notes it folks. will be in the show notes right
0: <laughs> and i noted that of course the skin drum and the fiddle are traditional celtic musical instruments the drum is called the bodhran. i think that's right i could be wrong that's a very misty memory for uh-huh. me an example of both being played. We'll put a video of the group, the Coors, and that name might ring a bell for some Maggie fans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ganzi also mentions that they have bells on their legs, which is traditional attire for Morris dancers as right. well. Right,
1: mm-hmm. and the Morris and Mummers are closely closely related, related right?
0: And mummers are a tradition mostly in Ireland but they perform plays normally they're plays of the struggle between the light and the dark or death and resurrection and it's Mm -hmm. basically symbolizing the death of the old year and the rebirth of the new and there's usually a fight between two heroes or the death of a saint and then there's a doctor character that actually revives or resurrects one of the heroes Hmm. the new year and there's some sort of a fool in the play of course Mm -hmm. and And they're not normally associated with caroling, though. And mummers were originally silent, hence, mum's the Mm -hmm. word. Mummers do often receive money, food, or other small tokens of gratitude for their performances. Mm -hmm. And I found a poem To mask and to mum kind Neighbors will come with wassails of Nut brown ale to drink and Carouse to all in the house as Merry as bucks in the dale Where cake bread and cheese are brought for your Fees to make you the longer stay At the fire to warm Twill do you No harm to drive the cold winter away And that's from To Drive the Cold Winter Away which is a traditional Anonymous Series of poems that was set to music In the 1600s okay. or Or at least that's one source that I found. Um, I found several, several sources, everything from the 1600s up to the 1800s. And then mummers or groups like the ones described do seem to exist outside of countries without any kind of Celtic or Irish influence. Mm -hmm. So I found some sort of in Eastern Europe as well. I didn't particularly find any in South America, but it could very well be that there are ones that are like it. And the sort of straw heads... Like the deer head and the pyramid-shaped head that Ganzi describes are, of course, very, very traditional for them to wear. Right. So, okay. the short story stuff is over. We're going to do a little bit of just chatting, I think. Yay! So, yay! so, we just went through a bunch of cultural customs and things and holiday traditions. What were some of your favorite holiday traditions growing up?
1: So my family was all really, really close in proximity. Like mm-hmm. most of my first cousins, my aunts and uncles all lived within like a five mile radius of each other. Okay. And so we did what we always called house hopping. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so like from Christmas Eve to like New Year's Day, we uh. were spending time at someone's house opening presents and having okay. food. Christmas Eve was... So people would host specific days. Yes. Uh Uh Yes. Like Christmas Eve was my paternal grandparents' house. And then like Christmas Day was my house because my parents were the only ones with really small children. Mm -hmm. And then like we would do great-aunts houses and stuff like that. And my maternal grandmother, my gran, her birthday was Christmas Day. Okay. And so we would always have a little like birthday party. And you Uh always had to make sure that when you got grand Christmas presents, you had to get grant a christmas present and a birthday present otherwise you'd be very sad right right right
0: (laughs) yeah of course
1: yeah and she always loved to tell this story that her brothers and sisters insisted she was delivered by santa claus Mm. because the doctor who delivered her was a short guy with white hair and a great big bushy beard (laughs) there you go
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are always church plays. We do cantatas. We do nativity scenes. Live nativities. You ever been Uh, to a live nativity?
0: Yes. It's
1: basically like... I mean, I've seen them. I just, I'm not sure if I've seen them in real life. Yeah, we did did one every year. You would set it up, little scenes about the nativity story, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like around the outside of the church. And then there'd be... People dressed up. Yeah, as, people dressed right. up as, like, you know, the angels or Joseph and Mary or the wise right, men. Right, right. And there were sheep. And sometimes the sheep would try to set themselves on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Because sheep are the dumbest animals. They're pretty it was cold they are out. I know it was
0: like so <laughs> dumb though. Sheep are so dumb, you guys. Like so dumb. It's like
1: it would be cold out. So we'd have, you know, a little fire going for like the shepherds out in the fields with the sheep. And the sheep would get cold and get near the fire and, and all of a sudden you'd be like, Oh my wool. gosh. <laughs> you'd be like, Oh my gosh, I smell burning wool. Oh no. Sheep get away from the fire. Sheep <laughs>
0: <laughs> <are> so dumb. <laughs> oh, my <God>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god. So yeah, that's Christmas to me. <laughs> Burning sheep. <laughs> Oh
0: my gosh! Uh, Well, we had the fairly traditional. I feel like fairly traditional Christmas, where Christmas Eve we basically got to just open one present, and then the rest of the presents was Christmas Day. And what I really liked, as far as a cultural tradition, we also celebrated the Three Wise Men, the Epiphany. Oh, yeah, which is Twelfth Night kind of Twelfth Night. It was January sixth. Uh huh. And the Epiphany is probably bigger than Christmas in Spain, which is uh, where my mom, mm-hmm. my grandmother's from, my mom's from. So we got a second set of presents during the epiphany. So January 6th, we would put our shoes out on the hearth oh,
1: nice. and
0: we would put snacks for the camels. There is a camel and a donkey and an elephant or something oh, like that, neat. supposedly. Mm-hmm. And so we would put snacks in our shoes like oatmeal or carrots or whatever. Mm-hmm. And really then... Carrots
1: out for the reindeer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very, you Mm -hmm. know, it
0: was basically like... Same kind of thing. Same kind of thing, except apparently the three wise men don't like cookies, like Santa. (laughs) I don't know. We we just fed the animals. We didn't feed the three wise men. And we would get little presents in our shoes the next day. So that was always Mm -hmm. fun. And the epiphany was also the day when the tree came down because it's the twelfth night of Christmas. And that's when you got to kind of eat all the treats that might be on the tree, Ah, like all the candy and stuff. When the tree Mm -hmm. came down, you got to eat all the candy canes and all the chocolate coins or whatever might be hidden on the tree. And in Hispanic countries and just some more Latin countries in Europe, up That's where they had the king cake as well, where you would have the round, maybe stuff with marzipan or something Mm -hmm. with a crown in the middle, and it would have the ceramic baby figurine inside. Sometimes it would have both a baby figurine and a bean in it, Mm -hmm. and sometimes the bean was kind of the baby figurine, and basically you got the baby figurine, and that was good luck. Good luck. Mm -hmm. And then the bean was supposed to be like, you get to buy the cake next year, lucky you! (laughs) Um, And sometimes it's just a bean, and that's the good luck mm-hmm. so that was fun that was what we mm-hmm. got to do and nobody else that i knew growing up got to have second presents so that's, that's that was pretty great <laughs> and that's also the 12th night and misrule like that uh-huh. starts getting into mardi gras as well right. mardi gras is a big part of that so right there's... i was about
1: to ask is isn't king cake part of mardi gras as king well? cake
0: is part of mardi gras and lord of misrule mm-hmm. as well so there's a lot of melding of those traditions right. across cultural divides mm-hmm. but we got the three kings coming for the epiphany that's fun that was a lot of fun do you have a current favorite cultural ritual or a current favorite tradition
1: i almost always these days spend christmas eve with some really close friends of mine i'm just like you <laughs> <laughs> i'm like some <laughs> I am one of them.
0: <laughs> Some other ones, just the other people. <laughs> not, not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all spend Christmas together, you guys, is yes, the point. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's actually been really good for me because, like I said, Christmas was such a big deal for me growing up and like, you know, basically like a get together kind of thing. Right. That like I really missed that when I moved away. Mm. And now like so many of the people that we used to Yeah, no and Yeah, my grandparents are gone Mm. and you know, aunts and uncles are moved away or whatever. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, my favorite traditions are actually twofold. I do spend the solstice in a cabin by myself Uh, for a couple of days out at a state park where there's nobody else there. I'm one of the few people that's spending the week and I spend three to four nights, four to five days. And it's sort of a rejuvenation with nothing to distract me except I go on hikes and I go on a media fast and I journal and I just kind of reflect on the past year and set myself up for the new year. So that's my winter solstice welcoming of the new year. Mm-hmm. That sounds celebration. really lovely. It's amazing. I highly recommend it to everyone. I know that that's not something that everyone can do, but
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: pretty great. And then I come back, and I'm spending Christmas Eve with you guys, and right. spending the night, and watching, dinner, movies. watching movies. We and, watch movies uh, and, and music so and all that kind of good <laughs> stuff. And that's a great time to then, after I've reconnected with myself, to reconnect with the found family mm-hmm. that I have here in Portland. So that's really important to me. As well.
1: So, favorite holiday song or movie, Navita?
0: <laughs> okay, my favorite holiday song. I think you know this. We might have the same one. I'm not sure. I, it's the Bing I, Crosby. I was gonna say, David... say can I guess? <laughs> oh, sorry. I,
1: I was I was gonna say, and that's what I was going to guess. The Bing Crosby David, um, Bowie, David Bowie, little, little drummer. drummer boy, boy. Peace on
0: Earth. Mm-hmm. It's so, so good. So beautiful. And mm. It doesn't matter what time of year it is, I will start crying when it comes up Aww. on my music. Like, uh, uh, uh. And What's amazing to me is that David Bowie wrote his part of that like in 45 minutes. Wow. He was just like, well, this isn't in my range, so I'm going to write something that is, and we're going to sing this. <laughs> and Bing Crosby's like... All right, I have no idea who you are because you were just picked by, like, people for my holiday special. Right, right, all right. Sounds good. And it's gorgeous. It's beautiful.
1: It's, so, I, I love it so much.
0: Everybody that's like, I hate the Little Drummer Boy. That's a shitty song. I'm like, the David You Bowie. haven't
1: heard the right version. <laughs> yeah, the oh David my Bowie gosh. version is
0: amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. You guys <laughs> need to shut up. So, your favorite?
1: All right, so actually... Uh-oh, so actually, <laughs> I I am going to answer this question. Oh but... no. <laughs> Are you going to play us music? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read my Facebook update from last year because it answers this question better than I could have mm-hmm. myself. Well, I mean, well, anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> So I said, about myself, with myself, uh to myself. (laughs) So I said, Black Friday is officially Christmas music time. So I fired up my Christmas music playlist on my walk today and it tried to kill me (laughs) (laughs) or at least make me cry in public. It started out with Beautiful Star of Bethlehem, which is a song I totally associate with Christmas when I was little, mm-hmm. followed by I'll Be Home with Bells On, which is from a Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton's Christmas <laughs> CD, which is one of my top three CDs of my more than 56 hours of Christmas music that I own.
0: I also have a lot of Christmas music, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll Be Home with Bells On, which always makes me homesick mm-hmm. because it's basically like I'll Be Home for Christmas, but for Appalachia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So and then it gave me a little bit of a break after that with Rudolph and Japanese from the Sailor Moon CD, which is is my very favorite Christmas CD, y'all. The Sailor Moon Christmas CD is my favorite freaking Christmas CD ever. Oh my god! I listen to it. (laughs) I listen to it first thing every Christmas season. I'm gonna die. I'm officially dead. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then Soul Cake by Sting. Uh huh. And then Godotte and Adam Lay Abounded by Medieval Babes, which is like mm-hmm, Middle mm. English and French.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, with the mummers section, I was uh-huh. going to say Lorena McKennett has yes, some
1: mummers dance,
0: some original kind of mm-hmm. mummers music in some of her CDs. Mm-hmm.
1: And then the solstice bells by Jethro Tull. <gasps> yes, <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's a I good love song. That song. <laughs> yes. And then it tried to start making me cry again with the song "The Gift" by Garth Brooks. Which is the song about the very first mockingbird. Mm. Yeah. I, I will cry if I start, like, <laughs> talking about it. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Skipping. So Moving um, on. Who Do You Think by the Sattler Brothers, which I used to sing in church every Christmas. Okay. And then I stopped it just before White Wine in the Sun by Tim Minchin because uh. I cannot get through that one without crying. <laughs> I literally cannot get through that without crying. Yeah. And so then I called my mom, had some leftovers, and watched the original Miracle on 34th Street, which is my favorite movie of all time. I knew that was going to... I was going <laughs> to guess your favorite movie, Shannon.
0: You spoiled
1: it. I knew what your favorite like, Christmas not, movie was. Not just Christmas movie. A movie oh. of all time. I love it. I can quote it word for word. Like, yeah. Sadly, I've, I was quoting... Most recently,
0: I was quoting Spaceballs <laughs> word
1: for word. <laughs> like, my Thanksgiving Day tradition is I watch Miracle on 34th Street every Thanksgiving day because it starts with the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah. All right.
0: Well, you have answered your favorite Christmas movie already. Mm-hmm. So what's yours? you do want, want me to, me to guess? guess? Yeah, I want you to guess.
1: I think it's the one with the California raisins. Well, okay. That would be my favorite <laughs> Christmas special.
0: That would be my favorite actual Christmas special. Yes, I do love that Christmas special.
1: <laughs> It's so good. Here we come, a waffle leak along the leaves of green. It's so good. (laughs) Aren't there like psychedelic camels too? (laughs) There's psychedelic everything! It's the best Christmas special of all time. It's so good. (laughs) Anyway, so what is your actual favorite Christmas movie? Batman Returns.
0: Christmas movie! It is, like, Mistletoe is a plot point, okay? Oh my gosh. It is a Christmas movie. I will stand on this hill and I will die on it and it is my favorite okay. Christmas movie. So like, Die Hard, I will
1: buy a Christmas
0: movie. Batman Returns is totally a Christmas okay, movie. Okay, I don't
1: know that I've seen Batman Returns. We are going to watch it right
0: after we're done recording.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> You've never seen Batman Returns? The one
0: with Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman?
1: I don't think I have. Maybe <gasps> I have, but I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, we'll figure it out after we're done recording. <gasps> with a penguin? Danny DeVito as the penguin? The I second, must Tim, have seen Tim, it. Tim Burton. Matt, oh,
0: it's... I must have seen it. Oh, God. It's so good. So there is a line. Mistletoe is deadly if you eat it. So is a kiss if you mean it. <laughs> definitely my favorite christmas movie <laughs> well do we have anything else that we want to wrap up with i don't think so i think that's enough like talking about ourselves <laughs> what do you mean we have a podcast that's what we're supposed to do right <laughs> well i have one more question for you okay what do you want for christmas ah uh...
1: <laughs> oh geez think about it think about it it's okay huh do i have to give you an answer Like on the podcast. (laughs) I don't know, my gosh. I hadn't even I guess I should have thought about it before now, but I totally hadn't. (laughs) It's okay. All right. What do you want? What do you want?
0: Peace on earth, goodwill, torment I have no idea. (laughs) I was gonna say a job. A job, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A good night's sleep. Right. To, to feel awake when my eyes are open, <laughs> says Adam Parrish. All right. That's what I want. Uh, did you have a Maggie watch? Oh, yes, I do have a Maggie watch. Maggie watch. <laughs> We have been told there will be a release date for the Raven King paperback. Yay! Yay, Which we are super excited about. It's been confirmed as far as we can tell. Maggie is saying that it will be out with the included Opal POV short story. Oh, Opal (laughs) POV! On February 27th, 2018. Okay. I love Opal so much. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting because this will be the first opal pov and who Uh knows if we'll get more opal pov with the dreamer trilogy right that would be super cool so we're still hoping to do another special episode with that short story at that time yeah so we're super stoked about this awesome news and it's only two months yay (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we do have a supporter shout out this episode. But really, we just want to thank every single one of our listeners for joining us in these first few months of our podcast as we get off the ground, for talking to us, for telling your friends about us, for promoting us, and for generally just being super awesome.
1: You guys are great. We are
0: so excited to be talking to you. So we wish you all an amazing holiday season, however you choose to celebrate it, with deep love in our hearts we are so thankful that you choose to spend parts of your lives with us in this wonderful fandom so thank you and happy holidays
1: yay we love you guys and with that we are going to wrap up Thanks for joining us today. Our next actual episode is going to be chapter 16 to 18 of The Raven Boys with a deep dive on scrying. Right. And I do want to make a quick note. We will
0: be taking a brief break in our release schedule. We'll not release an episode the first week of January, but we plan to be back on January 18th with episode six. So keep an eye out for that. So our recording schedule is several weeks ahead of time. If you want, we would love to have your feedback and contributions. So follow us on social media to get an idea of what we're going to be recording in that week.
1: And you can find us practically everywhere on social media at R-A-V-I-N-G-I-R-L-S, on Twitter at Raven Girls, on Tumblr at ravengirls.tumblr.com, facebook at facebook.com slash raven girls and you can reach us directly at raven girls at gmail.com
0: and you can reach me at substanceparty.tumblr.com or via gmail at substanceparty party with all the a's removed s-u-b-s-t-n-c-e-p-r-t-y at gmail.com And we would like to say if you want to give us a holiday present, we would love to have ratings and reviews. If you could just take a second or two to give us a couple of notes on your favorite podcast aggregator, we would super, super appreciate that. Thank you so much. And if we have referenced a post or article in the podcast, we will do our very best to include source links to those in the show notes. The Raven Cycle and all affiliated properties, including these short stories, are copyright Maggie Stiefvater and Scholastic Incorporated.
1: We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And until next time, whoop whoop, 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 Raven Raven Girls, girls. and happy holidays. Man, the show notes are going to be so long. (laughs) What does Tiny Tim say at the end? God bless us, everyone. Everyone.
0: Okay, we can't say God bless us, but whatever. (laughs)